Lyra. And today we have a jam-packed episode today. <laughs> We're not going to do a full recap of The Flash or Across the Spider-Verse, but we will be doing two mini recaps for it. And then we'll be recapping the Secret Invasion episodes that have come out. Yeah, we, we were kind of a little late to the game about with Across the Spider-Verse and The Flash. Because, you know, it's summer and we're just out doing summer things. But we saw both of them and they were both, I think they were both pretty good. I think we both across the board thought they were both, I mean, Across the Spider-Verse obviously was the best. Yeah. The Flash was still decent. I know a lot of people had opinions about it. I thought it was good. I don't know. They were both entertaining for me. Did you want to go right into it? Let's do it. We're skipping nerd news this week, you guys. Yeah, we're skipping nerd news because we have too much to talk about. Right. So let's just do it. And you want to start? Let's talk about The Flash. Let's do it. Let's Honestly. start with the worst. Um. So <laughs> let's talk about it because this movie did not have any promise going in. Because first of all, it had been in production for so long. Right. Like actually wouldn't even get to production for so long. Yeah. All these directors kept passing on it. Like, all they would get hired, and then they would get fired, and then it was just, like, going back and forth, like, a fucking circle for, like, years. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, now, after all these rewrites and all this stuff, we're finally going to come out with it. And then James Gunn is like, oh, P.S., none of this matters, none of this is canon. And it's like, oh, okay, so the movie... That has been in production for a billion since 19 oh Jesus. COVID, yeah. Yeah, is now meaningless. So great. I mean, when you set the stakes like that, especially because it was going to come out before James Gunn was named, like, co-president of DC. Yeah. And then he was. And then all of a sudden, I feel like he's almost like a little mini villain now. He's almost like an anti-hero, like... To me, it's giving, like, Thanos vibes, because it's just like, oh, by the way, like, snap, that shit doesn't matter. It's like, how can you want to go see a movie that has really good core comic book characters? Like, The Flash, Barry, he's a great character. They have that show going on the CW and Netflix that many, many people are huge fans of. And obviously, you know... For some reason, these superhero movies, they cannot cast a lead role that has a decent background to save their life. That's because they keep casting men. It's, yeah. In these roles. But, yeah, and, you know, I guess going off of that, we did have a very strong women partial lead that could have took the whole show, I think. Sasha Kaye, who played Supergirl in this, which I don't even think was talked about enough in this Flash movie because they well, didn't include I mean, her enough. In the... I was, like, so pumped when I first saw her. Yeah. And I really liked how she was introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very short, her time Too in the short. film, I would say, and it could have been longer. But then, after I finished watching, and I noticed that none of it mattered, and nothing every, and nothing mattered, she and dies. she yeah. didn't she matter. Dies. Sorry, and spoilers. And she dies, and, like, her whole part, I feel like, could have been edited out. It's, they didn't even need to include her really in it. It's really it's really messed up when you think about that because yeah, she she just dies, you know, and it's like I don't know where they're. I mean, I appreciate they put her in because I think it's really cool. We it's like I don't. I hate that they wasted a character in a movie that where she doesn't matter. That's true. I think they definitely wasted it. I think maybe there will be a universe where she comes back and matters because I think critics and everybody generally really really liked her and really enjoyed her because her story mm-hmm. was compelling. It was so cool. 
I mean, the three most done, overdone characters in, like, the history of comic books. Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. You mm-hmm. know, and we got our Batman fix from this. I wasn't mad about the Batmans in this. I really enjoyed them. But with Superman, it's just the same thing over and over again. And we did see Wonder Woman here for just a second, which, of course, didn't really matter. Nope, just to have her come flirt with Ben Affleck and then leave. Yeah. Um, save the day, per usual. And, you know, it was cool to see a different take on Superman because I'm, I'm honestly quite exhausted from Superman shit. <laughs> I never really loved Superman to begin with. Um, I like his, I think his story's cool, the whole thing, but I feel like it's just been so overdone and he's just always there to, like, save the day. And it's like, well, there can be a multiverse where there's a woman, you know, cousin of Superman who does the same exact shit. Like, he comes from a planet full of people like him, you know? Yeah, it like, was... It's not just him. He just landed there. It was very Omni-Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, he's based off of Superman. Right. But that's what I think of. God, I can't wait for that. uh, He just is this guy who comes from this world full of a bunch of guys like him. Yeah, he's, like, normal on his planet. But to fucking little miserable, weak humans like us, it's like, wow, um... Whatever. I loved her part. Um, I'm happy we started with her just because that is the... I think she was one of the best parts of the movie. It was cool to see Wonder Woman in there too because I didn't expect that. You you think they're going to include DC characters like here and there just because even though they've received a lot of criticism and DC never quite does it correctly. No. I think the Snyder cut of the Justice League was great. I would have been happy to see Cyborg, too. It's like, for some reason, they keep forgetting to include Cyborg, and it's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Um, um, I think Barry mentioned him. Briefly. Yeah. But it was like, again, why like are we always... like, he wasn't going to come back to the film. Right. Because he just doesn't True. like DC anymore. Exactly, exactly. Especially after what they did to him. Definitely makes sense. But it just makes for a messy plot line. Um, let's talk about Michael Keaton. What did you think about him? Um, I never saw his Batmans, so I didn't, like, care. (laughs) And I didn't really understand him. Okay, so... And also, like, I'm pretty sure in the Flashpoint comic, like, the Batman is, like, at the same age as like the normal Batman would be. He wouldn't be like he wasn't like he super be old. old. Yeah. yeah. Which they obviously did that for the timeline, whatever. But basically his his Batman is a Tim Burton Batman film. It was like this one off crazy thing that Tim Burton did and it's like really weird and niche and like mystical and like kind of funny. But you know Tim Burton always has those weird movies. Yeah. But his Batman, I think his personality, his character was that shine through with him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think they show in this because he's kind of like this old kooky guy who just doesn't even believe in it, doesn't believe in the cause anymore, and, you know, yeah. when they walk into his house, you know, and then he warmly welcomes them because I think they almost made him too nice of a Bruce Wayne. It's like jaded Bruce Wayne who's over himself finally. Yeah. Um, which is cool because Michael Keaton played and that he perfect. did accept it pretty quickly. Yeah. But then he also was supposed to because, like, what else was he going to do? Right. He was, was excited like very, to have friends again. Yeah, it was very, like, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, this old man right. like, going to help this kid out right not so much reluctantly but I feel like on Michael Keaton's part it was a little reluctantly but I think he was excited at the end of the day he wanted to like help it was fun um and I like the way he explained the multiverses with spaghetti 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love a good spaghetti uh, breakdown scene there. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I really liked his performance. I thought he kicked absolute ass when they go in there and break in the prison to try to rescue Superman. They find Supergirl instead. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so badass. That was probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. If they didn't have Michael Keaton, they would have been absolutely screwed. Everyone would have died. There was right. no hope. Um, and I mentioned this before, like how... You know how when we went to go see No Way Home, we yeah. thought Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to be in it, but we didn't know. Right. So when we saw them, we flipped the fuck out. It was the best day of my life, yeah. It was like the reveal was so good. So good. And like so important. I felt like The Flash should have done that with Michael Keaton. For sure. But I felt like they couldn't do it because... Ezra Miller couldn't hold a film on his own, which is why they showed him to us in the trailer. 100%. Nobody would have gave a shit. Yeah. Nobody would have gave a shit. They had to pull out, they had to make those big calls and be like, hey, Michael Keaton, we're going to give you half of what this movie makes. Yeah, they had to say, like, this is where he's going to be in it, Supergirl's going to be in it, come see it. Right. And I'm, I'm glad he accepted the call because he's kind of been having, a, you know, a little bit Superman, and or Superman, superhero involvement now, or kind of supervillain, too. Yeah. Because he was the vulture in the yeah. Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, which I really liked his character, too. He's kind of annoying, but, you know, you got to have him in there. Um, he did good. I he did he great. great. And he's he's coming back. If you guys have seen Morbius, the be- the best part of Morbius was the post-credit scene when Morbius <laughs> talks to Vulture. It's like, okay, let's go oh, Sinister Six. Yeah. Like, it was literally oh so bad. Ass! And that's how they crossed over Sony with Marvel yet again, because they're in association, but it's like, okay... You know, now we have fucking. There's just so much going on with Sony and Marvel, and I can't wait to have the Sinister Six because we do have Craven the Hunter coming soon. Um, well, what did you think of the CGI babies? Because oh god, that was disturbing as fuck. Yeah, it was disturbing. It as was fuck. so weird, but I, I liked it. I appreciated it because the detail is editing that and going into that must have been insane. Well, but it the, was ridiculous, The too. director said that it was a choice. Like, they said that it looked unrealistic and bad because he wanted it to look that way. Because And I was so like, fast. are you yeah. just saying that? Yeah, to cover up your tracks. Well, <laughs> are you just yeah, saying that? I, I think, to, yeah. We'll never know. Some of the CGI was a little wonky, but also, like, trying to show audiences how his perspective is from being that fast. Yeah. I did like how they showed how quickly he can move in just a matter of seconds. I think it gave audience a little bit more of like an eye into that. It was weird as hell though. I was really scared for that dog, to be completely yeah. honest. That's who I was most And then but, we threw the baby in the microwave? Yeah, that like, was so weird. F- I was like, you don't put babies in microwaves. I was going to say, this it's is like weird logic. number one. Yeah, because then you're going to have a kid like who's seven years old like putting their fucking baby in the microwave, their little yeah, brother or sister in the microwave. Normal. This is how I was saying. Like, the Flash did that. Yeah, So it's no, cool. they shouldn't have done that. I did not like that. Yeah, we don't put babies off. in microwaves. Don't put babies in microwaves. We're not even one, as like jokes or to save... I don't know. It just I'm like you could have you could have thought of something better. Yeah. Um yeah, there was a lot about this movie that I I genuinely had like a good time while I was watching it, but then Same. there was also like parts where I was like this is done so much better so many other places and so many times before. Like they were trying to do like the cameo thing and I was like it's been done like Andrew Garfield saved Mary Jane Watson they're never we never need a cameo again because we already got it like we don't need it and then they were doing like 
the the jokes, like the Marvel humor, but it like wasn't as good because Barry's like kind of annoying, you know. Yeah. And it's like they would try to like do these like important scenes, and then they were getting me like emotional, and then they'd make like a crotch joke, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I, some of the jokes were a little bit too far fetched. I think. Um, I did like the connection we got to see with his mother and his dad. I liked the yes. story about. His mom being a Latina and just cooking in the kitchen and, like, him actually having, Mm -hmm. like, a good kind of story to be this, like, person that wants to save her. And I liked Mm -hmm. that. I liked um, the dad, too, being involved. Um, It was cool to see him young and see versus what he is now and kind of him kind of talking to yourself because I feel like that's, like, the general superhero complex, villain complex, everyday life complex. You're thinking about what your younger self would do or how you would stop your younger self from doing something, or how, like, you know, what would they be thinking? I don't know. I think that all the time about my younger self. And I thought that was really cool, that he was just kind of chilling with his 18-year-old self. I would absolutely hate my fucking life. If you sent me in a room with my 18-year-old self, I'd be like, yeah, there'd probably be crouched jokes. They'd probably be like, hey, man, can you buy me booze? It was crazy. Like some dumb shit, you know? It was crazy having two Ezra Millers. Like, two (laughs) annoying-ass weirdos being like the star of a film like one was already more than enough like yeah. we all are going to see this for michael keaton now we got two of them at the same time right. talking to each other shit you guys really just nailed that one in the coffin um i did like ben affleck in this too i really i Batfleck is growing on me he was in there for he's like so a minute sad. he's so sad and he's just so helpless and it's like he's not dating j-lo in this universe yeah and so i get it j-lo He's an alcoholic, he's drinking Duncan every day, and Jennifer Garner just dumped him, you know? Like, yeah. that's the whole story here. That's <laughs> his storyline. I love how sad he is. And then, I guess we'll wrap this one up, you guys, because we're trying to do these expedited reviews, but my favorite part of the whole movie, as a kid, the first Batman I ever saw was George Clooney, Batman and Robin, yeah. which we've talked a couple times, because we love Robin and yes. that. And I think there's potential Same. now for Robin and some other people to show up again. Yeah. Because seeing George Clooney, because you knew at the end of the whole day, you guys, he was trying to save his mom. He knew he couldn't do it. It would fuck everything up. So he didn't put the tomato sauce in there. He moved the he tomatoes moved it for his dad. to the top so that people, so they could, could see, see it on the security on the footage. Security footage. But that ended you know up that? changing the fucking universe as well. And then you see George Clooney just roll out of a Benz. Yeah. And you're like... That was it for me. I was so I happy. I loved it. I loved seeing George Clooney. I know a lot of people were like, he was the worst Batman. And I was like, he was you my go, Batman. That's literally what I say. I'm like, yeah. you go fuck yourself. I have a vivid memory watching that movie and being in the car with my mom and my aunt and being like, who is that guy like in the suit? Like, what was his name? I'm like five years old. <laughs> and I remember them taunting me like, oh, you like George Clooney? Because that was like literally my first crush. Yeah. But everybody in that movie was beautiful. Yeah. Thurman, you got... Freaking Arnold as Mr. Freeze. Like, everybody. Um, Clueless. Um, oh, Alicia Elise, Silver. Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. Like, it was just... It was a fun movie. Who was the guy? Chris something. I know. He... The, the Robin. I liked him. He was cute. He was cute. He yeah. was, you know, kind of a no I liked but him when I was a kid. I was like, that's my crush. I was into it. And honestly, I, I kind of want to watch the movie again after this. Because the villains were so good in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy was, like, legendary mm-hmm. in that. Um, and they haven't done Poison Ivy, like, lately, they, so they should do it. DC, I know 
Maybe DC's listening now, but come on. That's Maybe you, DC is listening. You have your They're Harley. They're like, yeah, the people at fucking Marvel, James Gunn took the information to DC and he's like, you gotta listen to this podcast. Literally. Take your ideas from Favreau passing on. Someone passing on. Somebody pass um, it on. <laughs> I have to tell you later when it could actually be legitimate. <laughs> like, I have a legitimate theory. Just last thing, the okay, after credit scene. The after credit scene. Remind me again. Aquaman, drunk, in the street. In the puddle. In the puddle. Falls down Amazing. In the puddle. That was also one of my favorite Hands parts. Hands him like something extremely old and looks like a relic, like very important relic. And yeah. And it's just like, that's for you. <laughs> I'm going to sleep here. <laughs> in the puddle. He feels at home. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, that was fun because I love Jason Maboa. And then I was like, oh, this means the Aquaman movie is still coming out. Oh, for sure. It's going to come out. They said tentatively at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, then that's the end of And that'll be, DC. that's when James Gunn is going to snap. Yeah. Um, that's when James Gunn is going to snap. Just kidding. Can we just go back in time to where the snap just doesn't happen? Or that there's no reason for the snap? Is there a way? Ant-Man, can you? I think there's a way that they could bring it back with, um... Harry Star with um Fire or Star Fox, Star Fox, just because they could show like Thanos and the flashbacks like before it happens, because Thanos was just so jaded because he was born purple and he was like a mutt, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that post credit scene was. I'm always gonna be happy when I see Jason Momoa, and if we the last time we all saw them together was Peacemaker, and that like end scene, which I thought that was so cool that they brought Barry, yeah, the Flash, Batman, and Jason Momoa together. I was mm-hmm. like, this is the shit. Like this is what DC should be doing. They should but be they effed it up because they did the Justice League without giving anybody else a movie first. I know. It, Which is so dumb. It's I, like, we don't know these characters. I can't believe the people that are running DC are running DC. I get why they were like, James Gunn, like, save us. Like, Guardians yeah. is so beloved. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, snap back to a time before they made their original mistake. Just start over. Was which to do Justice League just because they were like, well, there's already Avengers, yeah, so we need to do you it. compete. And it's like, um, no, we have no reason to place these people together. Yeah, um, you're completely right, and I think James Gunn is kind of starting over again, because they just recasted Superman and Lois Lane, but it's going to be a different story, it's not going to be like his Smallville origin story, which is great. it's a guy who looks like Henry Cavill. It's literally the great value brand, yeah. I have, I I really like Rachel Brashanan, because she's in, um, um, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Mm -hmm. she's hilarious, she's great, because... Honestly, such an upgrade. Sorry, Amy Adams. You're so bland. Every time you're on the fucking screen, I'm like, it's time to take a nap. I can go to the bathroom now when I'm watching a movie. Lois Lane, I'm sorry. I wake up and her scene is over. Right. Wait, was she in this movie? That worked perfectly. I'd rather just, I want to live in a multiverse where it's Isla Fisher every time. Like, it's not Amy (laughs) Adams. Like, that's the one I want to be in. Um, Same. (laughs) Isla Fisher's way more funny, way more interesting, and like, actually has like, Things about her that you like or you mm-hmm. would want to like. Amy Adams was like, "Oh, Clark." I literally fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, right. At least, and you know what? I'm all for casting people of all colors, all hairstyles, whatever. But I really do think Lois Lane should be a comic book specific brunette, just you know, olive skin like Rachel Brashenin is. Like that's what you see when you think of Lois Lane. And I'm like so glad that they actually stuck to it because yeah. throwing a ginger in the mix was dangerous and that's honestly I'm sorry Amy Adams I'm blaming you for DC's downfall <laughs> 
it was you, Amy. Lois Lane is supposed to be the whole entire reason why Superman is Superman. She humanizes him. She is the reason why, you know, like, he goes bad, he's good. Like, she's everything to him. She's the core part of the Justice League, low-key, because everything she says to him, he's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, she has that power over him. And you put that power in Amy Adams' hands. So... So, the world... No wonder the world got destroyed. I was going to say, that's my that's piece on that. That's a Thanos smash. I had to way. watch every train wreck of a DC movie to get to that point, but I'm glad we finally came to the conclusion, because that's what it is So, we found out all along it was fucking Amy Adams. It was Amy Adams all along. All along. What is that skit? It was Amy. It was somebody all along. Agatha all along. Agatha all along. Um, in honor of one of our favorite podcasts that... I was taking a hiatus right now, the chum cast. Skip it, see it, save it. What would you do for The Flash? I, so let's, okay, so skip it means don't even see this movie at all. Yeah. See it means go to the theater right now, run, and then save it means watch it, wait for stream. Yeah. I would save it. I felt that it was still worth the watch. I, I did enjoy myself while watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And I do say that my negativity came from coming off hot off the heels of watching across the spider-verse because i couldn't see it like right i had to see it like a cut like a day before or something oh yeah yeah and because i was like out of town the weekend it came out so i had to wait till like the next week and that's when the flash came out so yeah that's why i have a very negative opinion of it but that's my thing I would say go to the theaters if you can just go on like a tuesday discounted day i guess see um it. <laughs> see it for sure I thought it was so much fun. I had fun front to back every second of this movie. I actually plan to watch it again soon. I had a lot of fun during it. I would go see it. it. It's worth it with Michael Keaton. It's worth it with the action in there. We do get to see Zod as a villain again, who's from Superman movies. Okay, we didn't even mention Zod. Didn't even mention it. Didn't really have to. It doesn't matter, I guess. They all die. Um... But it was fun. It was fun. I would definitely go check it out, especially because these characters are going to be nothing in a couple seconds. So just see it while you can, I guess. Maybe DC will just delete it forever one savor, day. You know? Savor the Amy Adams universe while you can. Yeah. We're coming for you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's quickly talk about Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, God. How is this going to be quickly? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, um, well, Across the Spider-Verse starts a year after the events of the last movie. We start with Gwendolyn Stacy, Gwen. Um, she is the one. Yeah, she, her, like, artwork looks so cool. I love that each of the universes had different artwork, like, slightly. And some more, like, so than others. Right, yeah, different colors and different, like, accents and stuff. I think that's Mm -hmm. such a cool detail that they all do, yeah. And they accented her moods with, like, the colors that they used with her. Yeah. It was was cute. Um, But she's just, like, trying to live her double life as, like, you know, the drummer of the Mary Janes. Yeah. she's, like... Very dramatic. She's very, like, angsty, angsty <laughs> teenager. The most angsty person. I would hate her. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, ooh, shut up. Right. <laughs> but then I was like, I guess she's going through a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and she is just tired of lying to her dad because he's, like, afraid that she's going to find out that she's the one that caused the death of Peter Parker. Yeah. Her, universe, which, like, I don't think that it's really her fault. No, it was just But the her timing. dad does. It's, um, 
Again, he's a cop, so I get it. Uh. Yeah, you know, can't trust cops, even if they're, it'd be your own family. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I The intro scene of it, I wasn't, like, sold. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Like, I, now that I look back at it as a whole movie, I appreciate the way they started it with it. But I just, I guess in my mind, I had, like, a different idea of how they were going to get introduced to Spider-Man 2099 and Jessica Drew. But again, when I look back at it as a whole, it's perfect. But initially, when I was there and I saw it, I'm like, okay, this is fine. It's like a Gwen <laughs> and Miles movie. Yeah, it really is. I'm like, yeah. we all love Gwen, but, like, I think I just missed our cousin Miles so much that I was like, yeah, I need, I need to see Miles right now. I want to know what he's doing, right. but it, it was cool that that's the way they introduced the spider society because obviously she kind of gets inducted into that through, right? Because the medieval vulture mm-hmm. like breaks through her timeline and she has to fight him. Yeah, That was so cool. I know. I loved it. It was, was so, so good. Cool. And then I, actually knew what that Italian word meant that he said. Well, I mean, obviously it was easy because it was ciao, so that means high and by. Yeah. But then ragazza, <laughs> I knew that meant, like, girlfriend, and I was like, wow, or, like, girl. Yeah. Like, my my female friend yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh, my God, he said, like, ciao, girlfriend. He's right, like, like girlfriend. Wow. I was like, what? He's a, little, he's a little sassy. It was so funny to me. I was like, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm Italian now. Um... But it was cool. Yeah, she gets saved by, or no, wait. Oh, yeah, Miguel O'Hara and Jessica Drew come to, like, help her. And she immediately wants to get adopted by Jessica Drew. Right. Because she's the coolest woman. Jessica Drew is so cool. Pregnant and riding in on, like, a spider vehicle. (laughs) It was so cool. It's just voiced by the fucking legend, Issa Rae. Like, I absolutely love Jessica Drew. I can't wait to see more of her because we are going to get beyond the Spider-Verse in a couple years. I think next year, actually. Um, and she's like the best, and she is the one that gets Gwen into the Spider Society right. anyway. Because stupid fucking Gwen, she's gonna need so much therapy for this. Gwen's father still wants to arrest her <sighs> for killing Peter Parker, and she's like, "But dad, you're my dad, dad." And then she, he's like, "No, I'm still gonna like arrest you because you're a criminal." And then no one has to Miguel know. and Spider Woman are like. We got no. Yeah. We gotta. We gotta Enjoy take this child yeah. with us. Um, this is too fucked up. We can't even handle this. For real, that it, the Spider Society was so cool. Mm-hmm. That was like every Spider Man's wet dream. I get emo thinking about it because when I was in the theaters, I was literally. I don't think anybody was ready for that because you see it in the trailers. You see like how there's a million different Spider Man. I remember weeks leading up to it. You would, like, pause those scenes in the trailer and you'd be, like, looking which Spider-Man you can see because they showed, like, Spider-Cat mm-hmm. and, like, the old school Spider-Man and stuff like that and, like... Peter parked car. Yes. There was the Lego. <laughs> like, there was so many... There Wasn't there, like, a dinosaur one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There was so much detail that went into that. That was just so oh, appreciated. When we saw Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, oh. I loved that part. I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. Because he's changed so much since he originally came out in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Because he was like super like emo, sad, like, I'm just a clone. And I don't know what's real and what's yeah. not. And blah, blah, blah. And then now, like, his recent, more recent runs, he's like... He's, like, almost Deadpool-esque to me. Like, he's oh, yeah, just, like, he's way more funny. Yeah, I'm funny. Yeah. yeah. He's just, I don't know. He's cool now. I love that. That was probably 
One of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. I got, I was like, I was fucking losing my mind when that happened. I didn't know where to look. It was so cool. Yeah, there's... it was so cool. I do, I do want to see it again in the theater yes. actually because it was really good. And the way about York too, it looks like that perfect dystopian like New York that just that's why Spider Man twenty ninety nine is so like nobody can do yeah. anything because it just looks like everybody's coexisting perfectly and. Ugh, but in the comics, it was like way more gritty. Yeah, it was like super gritty, and like you wouldn't want to live there. And it was right. all under like it wasn't fun. Everybody it was had under to the live. boot heel of like these corporations. Yeah, and he just kind of like decides to take a stand against that. And right. I was like, ah, he's so cool. Oh my god, I love. Yeah, we do. We do have um, some major terms here that we learn in this movie. We learn that Miles is an anomaly, and yes. that he wasn't supposed to be Spider Man. We learned that there's a thing. Is He's a, my Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't give a shit what anybody says. He's the coolest one. Um, we learn about canon events, which obviously was a thing, but now that it's like, I loved that they called it canon events. It was great. It was great. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's like memeing it now and saying, this is a canon event. Um, we learn his backstory. Spider-Man 29, we were super, super excited about to see as voiced by Oscar Isaac, Miguel O'Hara. He was insane. Mm-hmm. His intro was nuts. He's mm-hmm. like a Spider-Man vampire. Like, it was so cool. His jawline, his cheekbones. Whoever drew this man, you did a service. Yeah, it was, was like crazy. A, it was like a good-looking guy, but it was also giving Oscar Isaac at the same time. I was like, it this was. could be like his son or something, it was. or like his brother, his, his cousin, hybrid brother. Something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, they. I was like, I'm attracted to both of these men. Right, they're similar. They're so <laughs> and then it's like when you meet him, you're like intimidated by him because you can tell he's kind of like very strict. And Jessica Drew has this like in with him where he believes her and like trusts her and stuff, which he yeah. says and bring Grunt over. But then, you know, they bring, we're kind of like expediting this summer, you guys, but eventually Miles gets to the Spider Society because that's, he wants to be a Gwen. He misses Gwen. He misses his friends. He yeah, wants and to he, talk to them, so, you know? So, yeah, we are expediting through a lot because yeah. we haven't even gotten to the part where we meet Miles. Um, yeah. But we do meet Miles and he's just, you know, going through the motions of his life. He's late to talk to, like, the to Rachel Dratch about going to college. That's right. Yeah, she was the <laughs> And counselor. she's like, we we have like a blank page right here. We need to like figure out what to write about you. And it's like, that's what he's trying to do this whole time. He's trying to like figure out, because they he's don't know to what to do with him because he is an anomaly. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's why they don't know what to say. Right. He's an anomaly. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes to his barbecue, he fucks up the cakes, he meets Spot, we meet the, we meet the villain. so funny, but so dumb. Yeah, he was Jason Schwartzman, and he was so funny. Hilarious. But also extremely powerful and scary, the fact that his, like, powers can be, like, you can go to any, like, Like universe. Multiverse, he's a multiversal threat. Yeah. So much so that he alerted the freaking Spider Society. Yeah. Like, and we're all laughing at him like he's this big dork, but he actually has these extreme powers. He doesn't even, I don't think he realizes how powerful he is. Like, he knows, but, like, he learns throughout the movie. Yeah. Deadly. And Dangerous. even in the comics, like, they make fun of him as, like, kind of this, like, nerdy, like, kind of villain. Right. And he creates, like, the Legion of Losers instead yeah. of, like, the Legion of Doom or whatever. Which I kind of so, love. I kind of love that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was... Spot was cool. Spot was a villain. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a threat at first, and then he ends up being the biggest threat of the whole movie. 
And it was kind of, it kind of hurt to see Miles in this, these classic teenager scenarios where he's trying to make everybody happy. He's trying to make his parents happy. Um, he's trying and, to date Gwen. Yeah. And he but, makes his mom, ha- his mom sees them together and is like, go follow her. Yeah. And that's what prompts him to turn invisible and follow them and end up in Mumbaton. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man India, Pavita Prabhakar was so cool. And did you know he was voiced by Karen Sony, who was the taxi driver in the Deadpool movies? No. Isn't that crazy? That's such a fun f- trivia fact. Like, no. what the hell? Yeah, it was really cool. I love it. But, like, okay, so, uh, what's his name? Paviteer? Yeah. yeah Paviteer. Paviter? Yeah. Okay, so Paviter, uh, he just got his powers. Like, he's been brand new. Like, yeah. he only had them for a couple of months, so nothing, like, crazy has ever happened to him. And he's about to have his canon event. And, and then they come through. And freaking Miles saves Ru- the day. Saves and ruins the day. Well, not ruins, Saves but and save. ruins the day. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. The colors and the drawing and the design of Mumbaton were so cool. And he was so funny. Yes, he was hilarious. It was so crazy. It was such a good depiction, I think, of India and mm-hmm. how there's just so many people. There's a million things going on at once. It was fun. I'm and, glad they did yeah. that. I'm really, 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 really glad they did that because it was just, it well, was Well, Spider-Man cool. India is getting a run of his own comics now because of this movie. Hell yeah. So that, I think, is going to be really good. So good. Especially if they throw Miles in the mix, too, and now, like, homies and stuff. Ugh. I'm excited to read more about Mumbaton. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then we meet Hobie Brown as well, who's oh, yeah, the Spider-Punk. coolest guy in the entire so world. So cool. And no. his, like, animation is so cool, too. He was so cool. I was like, I want to meet him in real yeah. life does he exist in real life i right. know he has to danielle Kaluuya, man he, oh, he was so great. cool he was hilarious he was like the human humanistic approach spider-man out of all of them he was you know he didn't care what was good or bad he just wanted to make sure you know miles was okay and yeah he like didn't really want to agree with spider-man 2099 he was like you're kind of a douchebag like oh yeah because he's like anti-establishment 100 percent all the time he's fighting it. the world with punk and he's like fuck you guys i'm out like i don't even want to do this anymore god he's so cool he yeah. saves the day yeah he saves the freaking day by giving him his little like ankle bracelet or whatever the fuck yeah to get back <laughs> yeah. in yeah 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 um so, what else happens? We see Peter B. Parker. Ugh. We meet Mayday. He's just trying to be a good father. It was so cute. Uh, we saw the Prowler uh, from the Ooh. real life movies. So, we saw um, like Miles Donald Marilla. Glover. Yeah. So, we, oh. remember we saw Donald Glover in the Super Spider Society? Oh, that and was so funny. He was, like a, he was like the only human in the whole movie. Right. It's and hilarious. he was such a good cameo because... The reason why Miles Morales was created as a comic book character is because his character in Community wore Spider-Man pajama pants in an episode. Right. And everybody went crazy and was like, we should cast him as Spider-Man. And then they were like, let's make a Spider-Man that could be cast right. as Donald Glover. So yeah. they did. So yeah, literally Miles Morales exists because of Donald Glover. There was Glover. that whole campaign with him back in the day, yeah, where people mm-hmm. were so hype about it. That's so cool. I love Donald Glover so much. Um, that was really cool that they did that. Again, totally unexpected, like, left wing. Like, you were just like, what the fuck? This yeah. is so cool. It keeps getting cooler and cooler again. The Spider <laughs> Society scene was amazing. Um, That's God. so good. I want a whole series on just, like, that. 
You're like just a whole TV series on Spider Society and all the stuff they get into. I'm sure that they'll come out with one. They there should, has to be one. I know yeah. it'll take them like forever to complete it because there's so much that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Peter B. Parker is one of my favorites. I love how he just has this kind of like cool uncle approach with Miles. And I really also liked how he kind of humanized Spider-Man 2099, Miguel, because yeah. he knew him from before. And you kind of got to see Miguel's story, which is really sad. Um, and just seeing them, like, kind of joke around and seeing how Miguel is kind of, like, this jaded kind of guy. But he used to seem like he was a little bit fun back yeah. in the day, which I think is cool that they kind of, like, showed that side to him. Because he seems so scary, like, yeah. in the beginning. And then Peter B. kind of breaks the ice with them, and Miles is like, oh. Okay, maybe he's not as crazy as he seems. So, Miguel tells Miles that the spider that bit him was supposed to bite someone else. And he is saying that there is a world that exists with no Spider-Man in it to protect it. Okay, and then so they have an argument and then Miguel's like, you're an anomaly and you're a mistake. So sad. Yeah. So mean. It is fucking mean. It's, it's so mean. It's the world you could say to somebody. I was like, how are you going to look at him in his fucking cool ass suit and you're going to say you're he's, a mistake? He's literally the best Spider-Man ever. Fuck all y'all. I get so mad. I get defensive. Um, and then he's like, you know, being a spider person comes with consequences. Like, you need to deal with the loss of a loved one. Every Spider-Man has this canon moment yeah. that is important to their respective dimensions. Yes. And so he's just kind of, like, ruining everything because he saved Pav's, like, canon moment. Like, he messed it all up. Right. That that canon moment, again, that was... There's nothing you can do about it, right? Somebody in your life is going to die that mm-hmm. matters a lot to you. That's going to set the score for the rest of your life. It's usually Uncle Ben. Yeah. You know, somebody like that. Every Somebody has everybody in their life, and in they kind of show Holland's that. In Tom Holland's case, it was Aunt May. Aunt May. And in this case, it's predicted to be Miles' dad. Yeah. And it's really, really sad because he's realizing this all as it's being explained to him. And he's like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to let my dad die. I don't care about any of this little bullshit. I don't care whose life universe it ruins. I'm going to go back. And that kind of starts the whole, you know, second part of the movie where he's trying to escape back to his dad and make sure his dad survives. Um, Miguel's, like, chasing after him. They go crazy on this. Like, Nueva York has, like, a little train that goes to the moon and they're like running up this train like to the moon and they're fighting and stuff miles uses that machine eventually to get back to his um universe but he ends up in earth 42 yeah which is where which is like that's what it said on there and we know that like that's not where he's supposed to be right and that's where miles's dad actually does die his uncle lives and his uncle kind of becomes the main influence in his life so he becomes kind of bad yeah yeah and he becomes the Prowler. Prowler. So and he meets himself in the other multiverse as the Prowler. And he looked cool. He looked cool. He looked very mean. He was not having it. Um, and it was kind of like, But it was shit. like a world full of criminals. Yeah, it like was crime. dark. It was like not, it was not good. Um... It was a completely crime-ridden Earth. Yeah. Because there's no Spider-Man. There's no Spider-Man. So they just, the villains ran crazy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say about that is now there is a Spider-Man. So clearly they need one. Exactly. You know. But there's also a Prowler. And I feel like Miles is always a hero. And no matter right. what universe he ends up. I wonder how that's going to go. They, they left you. They, He's an anomaly. Right. 
So I don't really think that he is bad personally. No, there's no rules with that when you're an anomaly. Right. It's just like nobody really wrote the script for that. I Um, forgot that this movie was two parts. So when I watched it, I was like completely blown away that like uh, he... I was like, what's going to happen? I was like, I was like, this has already been going on for three hours. Are we going to like, yeah. how are we going to end Are we going to go movie? an hour four right now? Are they battle? I was like, let's go. I was like, is this going to happen? Like, were you like work? so ready? Yes. I, I was, was strapping so in. Ready. I was strapping in. I was ready to go. I was, I was like, like, let's, let's keep going. go. Because yeah. Gwen assembles all of them to come rescue Miles at the exactly. end. And you were like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And then it ends. And then it ends. And then it says he's going to return. Miles right. Return and Beyond the Spider-Verse, which I think is scheduled to come out next fall. Next 2024, fall. 2024. Which is not too bad. At least it's not two years. But, it is man, a while from that now. was one of the freaking harshest cutoffs I think I've ever had of a movie where I'm yeah. like, <gasps> like I, literally, I remember I turned, I turned to my friend that I was with and I'm like, oh my God, did they have to be fucking kidding. There's no way, like I need to know what happens. Like, yeah. I need to, I think everybody in the movie theater was just so quiet. It was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it, it was, was a like a movie. what the fuck moment. Because it was a great movie and a lot happens, but I was like, oh my god. Because yeah, she gathers all the spider people all of to go fight a battle. All the and old school like, friends. Oh my god, the battle is about to happen. Right. And then nope. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I can't I wait can't for part two. I can't wait. I feel like I'm holding my breath until that movie comes out. I want it to be five hours. Yeah. I'm, I would be done with a five-hour-long movie. Like, give, give, let's have an intermission, oh. you know? Mm-hmm. And then, know. you know, Gwen also considers herself, like, an anomaly, too. I guess we kind of forgot to mention that her story pretty much did wrap up because she ends up going home and her father, because she wants to save her father, too, who's going to become captain. Right, who's going to die like Miles is, yeah. Right, and he actually quit the force because of what happened. Which so, is kind of cool. He exactly. came around. He came around. He didn't yeah. have to arrest his daughter. He was like, I didn't want to arrest you. And then that oh, ended thanks, up Dad. saving his life. Right. Which is ironic as hell, but yeah. the world works, those universes work in very mysterious ways. Exactly. So there's definitely ways to go around this. Do we really need these canon events in everybody's story? I'm not really sure. But I guess we'll find out more in part two, which I'm really excited about. Absolutely. I can't wait for that. Across the Spider-Verse, again, skip it, see it, save it. See it. Absolutely see it. You have to go see this movie in theaters. See it twice. The soundtrack is amazing. The colors, like literally your jaw is going to be on the floor the entire time. It's inspiring. It's beautiful. It just pulls at your heartstrings with the family aspect of it. It is just so damn freaking cool yeah and i'm honestly i think i haven't said this in a while in lieu of recent news with covid and trump being president i'm pretty damn happy that we exist at this time to watch this Mm. movie if it's gonna be spider-man that brings me out of that so be it you know (laughs) after the supreme court justice told us we have to pay all of our loans oh my god hopefully biden can just override it yeah we'll see (laughs) Um, well, you guys, we actually don't have time to recap Secret Invasion like we said that we would. But, you know, we'll do that next week. Next week. And we're back to recording again. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please tell your friends about this podcast. And let us know if you'd like us to talk about certain things or whatever you like about it. Also, leave us a review, comment, please. That'll help other people learn about this podcast as well. All right. Thanks again.